wants me to know that it's just the way it goes. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Life Confused Us Both. Hosted by me, Jenny Mitchell, this is a series of conversations with fellow creatives about their experiences with comparison and gratitude. I've handpicked some incredible guests, including the wonderful Ashi, who is patiently waiting to chat to us today. Ashi is a pop artist and songwriter based in Christchurch. She's amassed millions of streams in her songs, played festivals like Electric Avenue, and was part of an APRA Song Hubs Week exactly a year ago today that I was also part of. We met there, wrote some songs together, and realised that we had a lot in common. So it's my pleasure to welcome you, Ashi. I am such a fan of you as a human and of your work, so thanks for joining us. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. So excited to have in this chat with you. I can't believe it's been a year since we met at that amazing Song Hubs, which is still so ingrained in my mind. Me too. Song Hubs was just such an amazing experience. And for people who don't know what it is, it's a week-long sort of songwriting camp where a group of songwriters get together and every day you're put into a different group and in our case there was a whole mix of genres and and artists at the at the week and so um, sometimes you are writing with artists completely different to you and so you learn a lot and by the end of the day you have to have written and recorded a demo of a song which you then share to everybody else there which can be a little bit scary um, but it's it's lots of fun. So we are here today to kind of explore this idea of comparison. Um, I know that I've talked to you in in personal situations before with no microphones (laughs) in front of us about comparison. I know that it's kind of been something that you have learned to navigate and something that's been tricky for you from time to time. So do you want to just tell me what comes up for you when you think about jealousy and, and comparison? Yeah, it's so relevant for for my early career. I think uh, I um, when, when you're starting in um, this industry, it's very tough. Anyways, you're trying to learn so much um, at once and trying to get your own footing. And naturally, you look to either side of you to see what other people are doing because you have to learn. Uh, but I think it's such a fine line between learning and comparing and um the trajectory of some people in this industry is crazy and um there's no you know specific reasons for it it's just people's timing sometimes and uh i've i've dealt a lot with that internal battle of comparison uh especially just with people that do exactly what I do, uh, young women in this music industry that um, are trying to just achieve the same things that I am. So, yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I think we started our career journeys at quite a similar time and making music and working in the music industry is a lot to process for anybody of any age, but it certainly is a lot for a 14 or a 15-year-old brain to kind of wrap their head around. And I totally agree that there's a really fine line between comparing yourself to others in the industry in a way that enables you to learn and have role models and then comparing yourself in a way that makes you feel like you're not good enough 
or you're not doing enough um, because you're not doing things exactly the same way as somebody else. But there are definitely people that surround me that whether they make a strategic or an artistic decision, I just think everything they do is gold and I feel like I learn a lot from them all the time. So I'd love to know who those people are for you. I think somebody's uh, trajectory that I aspire to be like is Chai. Uh, she is an amazing Kiwi artist and the amount of success she's had in such a small time, but obviously so much of it is calculated and she has an amazing team and an amazing branding and everything like that. It's, it's so awesome to see. Um, and of course, a lot of it I'm just seeing on, on Instagram and, uh, through Spotify and everything Mm. like that. But I think when I really um especially in the past two years I think I've really looked up to what she's been doing yeah she's had an incredible and very well deserved couple of years and I only know that through Instagram like you say very much through like a social media lens and I think that being so connected to these artists that inspire us and who we look up to has pros and cons because it can be really inspiring but for me it can also lead to this kind of spiral of, well, why didn't I think of that? Or why am I not doing that? Um, And the kind of antidote, I guess, to that way of thinking for me is to have people who I know I can trust and who really get me and and get what I'm trying to do. So I wonder if you've got people like that, that you just call and say, what do I do about this? Yes, absolutely. That is such a good point. It's so hard to make those decisions, especially uh, release plan decisions of what should come first. Is this single the right single at this time? Um, And I would say I ask my manager, of course. (laughs) Um, That's probably an important one. (laughs) And um, But honestly, uh, throughout the years, it's been my mum and dad, to be honest, that they're a really big uh, part of me and what I do. And they can see it from all angles and all sides um, because I've just told them so much over the years <laughs> about how it works. Um, and just friends, friends that have nothing to do with music uh, because that's, I guess, like the most honest response I'm going to get and it's nothing they don't know anything else about the industry so they are purely just listening to the song and they have um a lot of love for me just as a person not as an artist which I value a lot (laughs) yes I definitely think that outside perspective can sometimes be the last piece of the puzzle that helps me to make a decision because when I lean on people like my wonderful and very patient boyfriend Toby or my one of my best friends is a paramedic and so she's not uh, as concerned with all the music industry do's and don'ts and yeah they just kind of remind me that perhaps all the you know, 50 different details that I'm worrying about and trying to balance maybe don't matter quite as much as as they feel like they do in that moment. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah, I get really caught up in the in the details and the in the expectation on myself. Mm. Like I have crazy expectations. So um it's nice for people to just bring me back to it's just it's just a song, it's just the music and people just want to hear music 
from you. That's it. That's that's really all it comes down to. So, um, yeah, it's nice to check in with people like that. You mentioned that you set really high expectations for yourself, which is definitely something that I can relate to. And I'd say you and I have got some similar goals and benchmarks in music, but we also are quite different in the sense that we probably don't play exactly the same venues and I probably won't play a festival like Electric Avenue anytime soon. (laughs) And so I'd love to know what it's like to play on a festival stage like that because I have no idea. And I'd also love to know how your expectations play into that experience. Um, Yeah, how does it feel when you're doing it and and how does it feel after? Yeah, I think live... Uh, a live setting is very different to just releasing music and everything. It's it's actually facing it all head on and actually performing your songs for real, live, for people. And uh, I've always looked up to huge international artists like like Taylor Swift and, and Dua Lipa and Ariana Grande. And um, they have such huge shows and it's because I guess all of it is a complete story that the songs meld together. It's all really well thought about, super polished, which I love watching as an audience member. So for me, it's really exciting to to be with my band and really map that out. We're actually currently remapping my, my live show at the moment, which is very exciting because we're finally getting back into a stage in the world where we can, you know, play those shows again. Um, but I really enjoy... Uh, the the big atmosphere, I think, it is a lot of pressure and I do like pressure. I think it, um, a lot of great things can come out of that and you learn every time. I mean, I haven't, I haven't done a perfect job every time and there's been so many things that I've learned because, I mean, I think me, I mean, you and I actually started quite similarly in the fact that, you know, I started the same as, as a solo guitar player, singer, and um, that's all I knew for a live setting. And it's only until I started releasing music that I put the guitar down and tried to make a, a show um, just based on my own music and just my own stage presence and I think it's a nice challenge and um, yeah I go into the live space with with less expectation because I feel like there's so much more for me to learn and that's an exciting thing for me. If you're loving this episode and want to support this project, you can do a few things. You can check out my Life Confused Us Both denim aprons that are available now from my website, jennymitchell.co.nz. They're super cute and comfy and are a way to directly support me and my creative endeavours. You can also listen to the song that inspired this podcast. It's called Lucy and it's out now wherever you like to listen to music. And of course, the completely free and easy way to support this project to share it with your friends. I was lucky enough to write a couple of songs with you at Abra Song Hubs last year. And I think co-writing is a really interesting sort of experience to think about in relation to comparison because sometimes it is just the most magical and energy-filled experience and everybody's just buzzing and it feels great. But I've also been in rooms where either... I have felt 
that I shouldn't be there. I don't deserve to be there. My ideas are not as good as this person's or this person's, or I'm too scared to even say them because I'm worried that this person will think it's stupid. And I've also been in rooms where I've been aware that other people have felt that they haven't felt like they're good enough or that they deserve to be there. So I'd love to know what your experience with collaborating and co-writing has been. Collaboration is very interesting. I I hadn't done a lot of it, to be honest, before that Song Hub's experience. I usually am just me in a room with a producer and I, I top line and I, I write the song. So I took away from it that it's more about figuring out what you can contribute to the song within the group. What is your role within the group? Because it's so much about reading other people and feeling their energy of so this person has this very particular idea and we just all need to get on board with that idea or there's no ideas and who's going to take who's going to take charge in the situation whose job is it is it the artist's job or do people need to help the artist and it's it's very very interesting i i would say i've been in a lot of rooms since where i've felt uh I guess the more you level up, I guess, or, you know, the diff- more different people that you work with, it's people are just incredible, incredible songwriters, you know, and I felt pretty out of depth sometimes with maybe I'm not gonna, <laughs> maybe I'm not good enough to be in this room, maybe I'm not contributing enough, like, you know, my ideas aren't, you know, hitting the wall because I, I'm not confident, I guess, but then it ends up being later down the line in the track that you come up with the most crucial part of it, you know? And, um, it, it, yeah, it's. I think it's really about honing in on, yeah, your role, how confident you are and um, whether to take charge or not. You, you know what I mean? How, how did you feel about it? What, what were your thoughts? Every day of Song Hubs was just totally different for me. Each day had its own challenges and highs and lows One day, for example, I was writing with Troy Kingy, who I adore, and I was just sitting in that room thinking, what am I doing here? Like, I do not know how to do this. I do not know how to make a beat. Like, (laughs) what is going on? But it was probably those moments where I learned the most because Troy approaches music really differently to me, and I just got to watch him you know, do his thing and, and, and approach it in his way. And I feel like I just, yeah, really expanded my mind um, and expanded my understanding of, of how to write a song, which is, I guess, the whole point. So I think it's all about, for me, that, that experience was a big learning curve about when to give and take, like you say, working out what your role is in the room and learning when to step back and when to step forward. Totally, yep. You nailed it. That's exactly how I felt. Yeah. Seven years old watching TV, waiting for a face just like me. Then you walked on the screen, everything I could be was in front of me. Swagging on set like you owned it, stacking those checks and you know it. Speaking of collaborations, you have a new single out that the listeners just heard a little snippet of. It's called Mirror and it's doing incredible things and I'll never forget the first time that I heard it. I just loved it instantly. And it's all about 
the impacts that a lack of diverse representation can have, and it features um, Valet, another Christchurch-based artist. And I really love the way that you've been speaking about it, so I'd love you to just explain in your words what it's all about. Cool. Thank you for the love on that. That's very sweet of you. Um, Mirror is about uh, overall representation. Uh, It's about a specific sort of story uh, when I was a young girl and um, just the lack of representation that I had when I was growing up and um, the fact that I saw somebody that looked like me on TV and it gave me inspiration and it gave me a mirror essentially that I wanted to be somebody like that and I could finally see myself in somebody else and I I loved the positive spin on that story and I've always thought about my life in sort of a positive light and so um, to see that as an inspirational moment and to take that and use it and um, be who I am today I think was an important story to tell and Valet also talks about his story and his his battle with that and representation and um, with wealth and materialism and and things that happen in, in our industry and um, the way he was brought up. But yeah, I think, yeah, I'm, a, I'm excited to ha- finally have this out. We have been holding on to this song for a, quite a while and um it's definitely one of the most personal stories I've told. So I'm really happy that people were liking it and sharing it and doing all the things, really. Yeah, all your songs are, are personal, I guess, but this is a different kind of personal story. So how did that feel on release day? I was so scared. Um, I think it's because it's such, uh, and you would know this too, especially because of, you you know, your recent releases, but it is such a deep and personal uh, aspect of me and not, I know that not everybody can relate to it. It's it's a story that is quite um, specific. So I definitely was tossing up how to say it and I needed to say it in the exact right words I knew that I had to say exactly what it was about because I felt like it was important especially for um going forward and what I want to I guess represent and achieve in in my own career and to, to be somebody that that is that for other people um but yeah I decided to to do it and to to say exactly what it was about and my exact experience but I think overall uh it's such a fun track and it's um super upbeat and people can you know have a dance to it they can vibe to it which is exactly how I feel about it I have that that is a part of me um that story but I also have this um way of looking at life and uh yeah I hope that people sort of got more of a an idea of who I am as a person from this song. Uh, yeah. I think who you are as a person is all through this song and I'm so glad that you chose to be so honest and upfront in the lyrics. And I know there are lots of conversations happening about diversity, but do you feel that there is positive change actually happening in the industry or what's your perspective? Yeah, I think th- there's always room for improvement uh and I think 
where everyone is learning and everyone um I mean e- even with this with this track I think if I had released it any earlier I don't think it would have been right in the space I think we're we're getting to a point now where people can really talk about it comfortably and uh for it to be a well-known thing everybody knows that there is a lack of representation that within especially just um mainstream media you know in in the entertainment industry and it's it's always super celebrated when people are outside of the box and they are cast in these these great things and wow that's that's amazing they're the first person to do this but hopefully we can get to a point where it's not you know the first person to uh like the first Asian person to win this you know hopefully it's just we don't even have to say the first we can just say wow this is amazing and we don't even have to bring bring up their background or anything because uh it should be very very equal at this point and Everybody should have the same opportunities, you know. I feel like I can't have this conversation without bringing up the fact that we are both TV show uh, alumni. <laughs> And um, we both were on, I was on New Zealand's Got Talent and you were on X Factor at a really similar time. And it was just kind of another world. It feels like it was another world now when I reflect on it. So I'd love to just know a bit more about what your experience with talent show life was. Yeah, that was, like you say, another world. Uh, But it was an experience that changed the course of my whole thinking about music and uh, I I honestly think my confidence grew a lot in that time as well because you kind of had to step up no matter how young you were you had to kind of grow up in that time and I was grouped in with girls my age so it was groups against each other so um, it was very odd being just directly compared to my peers and on live television (laughs) um and it's so weird because we all got really close behind the camera and because we had to spend so many hours together um but when it came down to what people saw on their screens it's very much heavy competition and very intense which it was it was very very intense um but I think, yeah, overall, I wouldn't take, I wouldn't trade it. I, I loved that experience, and it helped me grow. And even though it was very, very intense at the time, uh, I learned so much. And it was almost like a, like a camp that just fast sped you in the industry, and you kind of experienced everything that you could ever experience as somebody that's in entertainment so young and it molded me I think what was your experience quite similar to you I I do feel that I learned a lot and it helped me with my confidence playing with a band and playing on a big stage and just generally dealing with you know the the pressure of that because it is such a pressure cooker of a situation like I can remember flying to Auckland just to record the piece of the episode that 
um, revealed who was going through to the next week. And so the three of us would stand there and they would call out my name and I would walk forward as if I had been put through the next round and be all happy. And then we would have to rehearse what would happen if I was disqualified and where I would walk and what camera I would look at and so on. So it's a pretty, you know, surreal experience. And I also often think about, I had this friendship with a girl that was a bit younger than me and we got along really well and it was so fun having somebody there to kind of chat to, to fill in the time. And when I was interviewed about how my experience was going on the show, I would often speak about her and say how great it was to have a friend and that we were, you know, having so much fun hanging out. And it never made the final cut. It was never shown on TV and I later found out that she also would mention me in her interviews and once again, it was never, never shown, which I think is really sad because the audience never sees that sort of camaraderie that is actually often going on behind the scenes. And so there's no kind of supportive sort of vibe going on and it just breeds this kind of idea of competition and people being like pitted against each other and stuff when that often isn't the reality. And it's not the reality in the music industry outside of TV shows either because so much of my experience in music has been like you and I meeting each other and collaborating and then kind of joining each other's hype teams Mm. and supporting each other. And I just wish that there was more visibility of that, I guess. It's funny that you say that about, you know, a friend that you made on the show because here's a specific picture. It's It was at Spark Arena and we were in the backstage area, but we were, all of the contestants were in one room for hours and hours and hours while we filmed the boot camp. And so everyone was forced to sit right next to each other and like be in this room, but we're all competing against each other really. So it was this very odd dynamic of we have about eight hours. Do we talk to each other or do we just try and rehearse, try and put our headphones on, try and, you know, get in the zone because we're about to be on camera and have to beat each other essentially. Mm. Um, But I also remember so vividly in that time, uh, and she's an artist herself now, um, Sally. She um, is a great songwriter and great artist, and she um, is a couple of years older than me, and she was on the show, and she was with her boyfriend. She bought her boyfriend um, for this time as well. So they were in this room with us together and with me and my mum. And Sally was so nice and lovely and her boyfriend was and they were so nice to me and we made this connection um and just the hours that we were spending in hotel rooms and you know things like that and she was somebody that I genuinely genuinely made a connection with and she was genuinely a lovely person and that connection still lasts till this day so I think it's I guess what people want to take away from it but I agree with you I I wish that those moments were on the show uh, of people just connecting. And it's almost like the only stories and relationships that get airtime, and I think this is particularly true if it's two women, is if you become a duo or some kind of band. And if not, then you must hate each other. (laughs) There's no in-between. And that's just so unrealistic and, yeah, just makes me kind of sad when I look back and I wish there was more of that 
sort of supportive and friendship-based kind of stuff on screens. Um, but I, I have lots of great memories of it too. I, I loved the band and like the makeup and hair ladies were so awesome. And yeah, I think I learned a lot about what I want to sing, what I want to wear, and certainly learned about what I don't want to do. But I just look at it through a different lens now, probably a bit more of a critical one, I think. <laughs> I just have one last question for you. We've talked a lot about how we view other people and then how that makes us feel about ourselves. So I'd like to know if somebody is working with you or somebody goes to an Ashi show or listens to your music, what do you want them to think about you? What experience do you want them to have? And yeah, what do you want them to feel when they leave a co-writing room or when they leave a show? Uh, positivity, <laughs> optimism, a little bit of hope, just obviously just have fun. I think uh, so much of this industry can be very intense and uh, can bring you down sometimes. And always with my music, always with my writing, I've tried to uplift and tried to create an experience where people uh, have a bit of fun and can have a bit of a release from their own lives and uh, hopefully anybody that that works with me has um, a positive experience I'm always super keen and I'm eager and uh, I just want to do the best job possible and um, yeah I think I think that's about it <laughs> Well, when I worked with you, I absolutely felt all of those happy, positive things. And I'm always so inspired when we catch up. I really do appreciate you being on this podcast and I love hearing your perspective. So thanks. Of course. Thank you for having me. It comforts me to know That the world gave Lucy and I Different kinds of gold And life confused us 